Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We have a lot of ground to cover. Much has happened since you and I joined together here on the radio yesterday. First and foremost, a story that broke here on this program. There was a memo, a memo drafted by state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. You have heard it covered in great detail over the past 24 hours. I want to do so at even greater length here today because this format, this talk radio format, it gives you and I a chance to really dive into the details of things. We have a a number of minutes here per each segment, and I'm going to take advantage of that and share with you exactly what was drafted by Dr. Dunn and delivered to leaders, uh, both statewide and local leaders, in her briefing, a memo dated June 19th. So that's a, a few days ago, but the message that she communicates is startling. And it is important, and it should move you and I to action, especially when paired with the reactions by people like Governor Gary Herbert, who immediately after the release of this memo uh, tweeted that uh, Dr. Dunn's internal memo raises alarm about the increasing COVID-19 cases here in Utah. The governor says he appreciates her analysis and shares many of her concerns. And here's the important part. We will work to stem this tide but I have no plans to shut down Utah's economy. That was the tweet from the governor uh, yesterday, about 16 hours ago, immediately after you and I got our hands on this memo. Now, what does the memo say? Why did the governor feel compelled to include in his tweet mention of his having no plans to shut down Utah's economy? Well, let me start at the top. Overview. This from Dr. Angela Dunn. We are in the acceleration phase of the COVID-19 outbreak in Utah. Did you catch that? We are in the acceleration phase. No, this isn't March. This isn't April. This is dated June 19th. This is now. According to the epidemiologist of the state of Utah, we are now in the acceleration phase of the COVID-19 outbreak here in Utah. She then walks through the timeline of events. We went to yellow on May 15th. Our surge in cases started on May 27th. That's 12 days after going yellow. Utahns care about these colors. They change their actions based on them. They are the key messaging tool to the public. Before I go further in this memo, I want to share with you uh, something that was said by Dr. Dunn, not in this memo, but in her press conference of last week. And she talked about the risk of getting COVID-19 right now in Utah. The risk of being exposed to COVID-19 is higher than ever in Utah. So I'm urging you to limit your number of close contacts by practicing social distancing, wearing a face covering when you're in public places, practicing good hand hygiene, and staying home when you're ill, no matter how mild the symptoms. Let me remind you that what you just heard is essentially now. It is a few days since those words were delivered by Dr. Dunn, but it essentially is now. This is not at the onset of this pandemic. This is not months ago. This is right now. 
The memo continues, again, by, actor, er, by uh, Dr. Dunn and delivered to state leadership. It says, all of our goals are aligned. Keep the economy open and prevent deaths and illness. Next sentence. Listen up. We are quickly getting to the point where the only viable option to manage spread and death will be a complete shutdown. I'll read that again. We are quickly getting to the point where the only viable option to manage spread and deaths will be a complete shutdown. This might be our last chance for course correction. Contact tracing and testing alone will not control this outbreak. In an interview uh, earlier with KSL Television, Dr. Dunn discussed the acceleration phase that we are now seeing. We're in the time of the outbreak where we're definitely in the acceleration phase. And unfortunately, we're also in the time of the outbreak when people are tired, right? We've been asking everybody to do really hard things and make life changes that are uncomfortable with staying at home, wearing a mask, social distance, you know, don't do the things they're used to doing. And now we need those actions more than ever. The memo continues, Dr. Dunn writes today, and again, this was June 19th, today we reported nearly 600 cases, and that's without a known outbreak of driving transmission. Let me translate that. It means that with the 600 reported cases, the nearly 600 reported cases of uh, the 19th of June, that is happening statewide. There is not some uh, meatpacking plant concentration contributing to that number. There is no uh, long-term care facility that is seeing hundreds of cases. This is a spread-out transmission of this disease. Each day right now, we are flirting with records, record high numbers of positive cases. After that detail, she has a few bullet points to support that and to emphasize the uh, importance and the gravity of our current situation. She says uh, in point one, it's over 3.5 times the current rate of transmission in Colorado. Next, COVID-19 patients in the Utah hospitals have increased from a steady 90 to 150 this month, and this increase... This increase is from the cases we identified over a week ago. Now, here is where we really need to pay attention, you and I together. Don't, don't think I'm preaching, okay? I'm right now just sharing this information in the next segment. I do have a plan that I want to share with you on what you and I can together do uh, to help combat this facing the threat that we face currently. Dr. Dunn writes, IHC is reporting they will run out of conventional ICU capacity in some hospitals in July. IHC is reporting they will run out of conventional ICU capacity in some hospitals in July. Here in Utah, we haven't, up till this point, we really haven't had to uh, fret or fear over our hospital system reaching its capacity. Yeah, that's different now. IHC has a prediction. If we stay our current course, we meet capacity in July. Dunn continues, of the cases, about 8% will be hospitalized one to two weeks later, and 1% will die after about three weeks. If trends hold at the current weekly average of 405 cases per day. This means around 213 people will be hospitalized a week. Of those 213, about 85 will be previously healthy working age people. Those are low-risk people taken from their family and work to fight for their lives in an isolated hospital room. 
She continues her extrapolation of the data. About 17 of the 213 will die. Another 11 will die at home or in nursing homes. On average per week, and it's growing at a rate of 25% per week. I want to read to you a follow-up statement which has come from the governor in response to the release of this memo. Then we'll take a break. Then we're going to jump back into it. I have a plea to make to you. The governor says, the unified command in consultation with the governor, uh, this statement coming from the the governor's uh, spokesperson, the unified command in consultation with the governor is looking at appropriate responses to the surge in cases. Dr. Dunn's memo is one of several recommendations on the table, but the governor has made it clear that a so-called shutdown is not under consideration at this time. Even under Utah's Stay Safe, Stay Home directive, most of the economy was allowed to move forward with precaution. The spokesperson uh, wraps up by saying the governor continues to be a strong champion of regular wearing a face covering in public when physical distancing is not possible. He wears a mask each day to all of his meetings and expects it of those who meet with him. We expect all Utahns to follow the common sense built into our current guidelines. It may seem as you hear the details outlined in this memo and you hear the response from the governor taking such a bold and definitive stance in his position of protecting the economy, you may think that those two bits of guidance and positions are in conflict with one another. I can assure you that they are not, and I'll explain what I mean next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. You and I are together walking through the information delivered by the state epidemiologist, Dr. Dunn, to state leadership. It includes her observations of the data, it includes her analysis of that data, and it includes suggestions on how to correct our course. As she has uh, summarized, we are not heading down a good path. She, in her memo, states that if we do not reach a rolling seven-day average of 200 cases per day, that's well below where we are right now, by July 1st, we need to move the entire state to orange. This will send the message to Utahns that this outbreak continues to be a serious problem and state leadership is committed to saving lives and preventing a complete economic shutdown. Now, you, you see there she mentioned economic shutdown, and you have heard, as I have read to you, the responses from Governor Gary Herbert that it is not his intention to shut down Utah's economy. What does that mean? It means that businesses will remain open. 
that in all likelihood under the direction and under the authority of Governor Gary Herbert, there there will be no such full-scale shutdown. That seems to be, and let me point this one point out as well, Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson, she responded just a few hours ago to uh, the governor's tweet where he made it clear that he has no plans to shut down Utah's economy. Jenny Wilson said uh, in in responding to the the tweet, she replied to the governor directly saying, Governor, required face coverings in public will go a long way. Let's do that. I agree with the mayor entirely. I agree with every single word of that tweet except one. Except one. Let me read it back to you and see if you, can, uh, if you can tell which word I'd like to remove from that tweet. Governor, required face coverings in public will go a long way. Let's do that. Governor, required face coverings in public will go a long way. Let's do that. I agree with all but one word there. The word I don't agree with is required. I agree with this. Governor, face coverings in public will go a long way. Let's do that. Amen, Mayor. I support that 100%. But here in Utah, we have a long track record of doing what is right and exercising common sense. We're in uncharted waters right now, and we're facing unique circumstances. And the consequences of our actions have uh, much more uh, dire results. But we have the capacity to operate with common sense. Now, What I'm getting at here is ultimately a plea to wear masks, to exercise good social distancing, to return to the fundamentals which were shared with us by uh, healthcare professionals at the earliest stages of this coronavirus. We've learned much since then. We know now that we can safely engage in commerce. We know that we can safely get together with family members and such like that. We can even see friends. But how about the hand washing? You still doing that? You still uh, taking care not to touch your face? I I know I need to remind myself of that constantly. I'm so lucky to have uh, my my wife who helps me remember all that stuff. With our brand new little baby, uh, Piper, it's always, hey, Lee, do you you, you have your hand sanitizer? Did you hand sanitize? If I'm outside working on this or that, or if I uh, go to the gym when I come back, hey, Lee, uh, wash your hands before you hold the baby. Wash your hands before you touch me. We need to remain vigilant on that front because it's common sense. Now the masks. The masks. I know, I know that it is a source of great self-consciousness. I feel it myself. In fact, when I'm wearing a mask and I'm out and about, I feel self-conscious. And on the few occasions where I've slipped and forgotten to wear a mask, I feel equally self-conscious. We need to somehow be able to overcome whatever stigma we have inappropriately affixed to the wearing of a mask and return back to a more fundamental and objective understanding of what it means to wear a mask. There is a chance that you and I are asymptomatic. I I know the World Health Organization made that point a little bit confusing last month. 
But if you tune them out and return your focus to the health officials here in Utah or at the CDC or wherever you feel comfortable listening, okay, those health officials have returned to the attitude that, yes, wearing these masks will prevent you from spreading the virus, at least to some degree. And those degrees are the important ones. We are helping others by wearing a mask. I am committed to doing it. And the way, the way we stem the tide of the, 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 this trend we are on right now, the way we roll back uh, the dangerous trajectory on which uh, we may find ourselves right now, certainly according to Dr. Angela Dunn in this memo, is by wearing a mask. There are many reasons to feel comfortable, or there are many reasons uh, certainly to roll back you know, our level of vigilance. None of them are appropriate. We've been at this a long time. There is fatigue setting in. I know the color coding system here in the state and the Utah Leads Together plan, I know that it has with it verbiage that as we move forward in the colors that the risk level reduces. That may have been an error. That may have been an error to communicate it in such a way. As Dr. Dunn outlines in this memo, the risk level actually increases as we increase our activity and our movements and our interactions with others. The risk of transmission is higher, of course, and we're seeing the evidence of that right now. The appropriate response is to maintain vigilance. I know, too, that as we hear things from, say, Dr. Fauci, who just today was testifying before a House committee on energy and commerce, he talked about vaccines. I believe it will be when and not if we get favorable candidates with good results, we will be able to make them available to the American public, as I said to this committee months ago, within a year from when we started. So a vaccine is coming. Dr. Fauci, the man in whom we place so much trust early on. We haven't heard from him much lately. But here he is testifying before com Congress uh, saying that it is not a question of if but when. And he predicts that when is coming sooner rather than later. That may lead us to relax our anxiety. That was my first reaction when I heard it. I thought, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Finally, finally, we've got ourselves a vaccine. We can take a sigh of relief. We beat this thing. No, that's, that's, that's not right. We're not there yet. One of the most important things to remember is that as this virus spreads, when the rate of its spread increases, we continually impact the capacity and move closer to, towards the max capacity of our healthcare system. Today, just after 2 o'clock, Utah's hospital systems will come together. The Utah Hospital Association uh, will deliver a message and a plea to encourage all Utahns to wear a mask. They've got a hashtag ready to go, Mask Up Utah, hashtag Mask Up Utah. And the head of the Utah hospitalization, former Lieutenant Governor Greg Bell today, just after 2 o'clock, will address, uh, address us. There will be a, a Zoom-style press conference where the hospital association, along with representatives from Intermountain Healthcare, Mountain Star Healthcare, Stewart Healthcare, and University of Utah Health will get together and share in clear and vivid detail the real threat that you and I face right now as we march towards max capacity. If we get there, we're in real trouble. Let's do everything we can not to get there. 
All right. Uh, I am going to hop down off this soapbox, throw my mask on, take a break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about uh, Utah's ranking in another poll. It's great news up ahead.